Welcome to the Fit and Fulfilled Podcast. My name is Kushbu and I am your host. I am a nutritionist, life coach, and founder of the wellness consulting business, K-Way. On this podcast, we chat all things physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health to ensure you thrive from the inside out in order to create a more joyous and fulfilling life. Grab a cup of coffee, bottle of kombucha, or a glass of wine, and let's chat. Guys, what is up? So fun fact, I am actually recording this on a Saturday evening and I'm meant to be heading out for dinner quite soon. So hopefully this podcast episode doesn't go too long. But anyways, today I wanted to talk about relationships and how to really build thriving and successful relationships. And long story short, while why this even came to mind was a couple of weeks ago, I was doing a workshop with my friend and fellow health coach. Ashani Velody Ready. And it was on taking on your anxiety. And so in this workshop, we basically unpacked what exactly anxiety is, you know, talking about mental health issues and even just openly saying, I feel anxious is almost seen as a taboo. And so really breaking that stigma and really helping our participants lean into the emotion and create a toolbox to deal with it. Because the longer we ignore those uncomfortable feelings, the more likely they're going to prop up later on in our lives. And it's going to take a toll on our health, our well-being, our relationships, our finances, our career, and overall quality of life. And during this workshop, we were talking about, you know, asking the participants different ways in which they experience anxiety in their lives. And over time, the conversation actually steered to relationships because a lot of people felt that their anxiety was spurred from their relationships. So either not feeling good enough or receiving unwanted comments and advice. And over the workshop, we started covering different ways in which we can manage our relationships in order to manage our anxiety. And you know, when it comes to well-being and creating a foundation of health, we often think of it in terms of the food on our plate, how we are moving our bodies, meditating more. But if you ask me, I truly believe a huge pillar of our well-being comes down to our social relationships. If you think about it, our most basic primal need is connection. And when those start to suffer, it does take a toll on our well-being. And especially now, during the pandemic, we are starved of connection to some degree. In the process of maintaining physical distance, we find ourselves cut off from social connection unless we are being proactive about nurturing our relationships. And the thing with our brains is that they love being comfortable. And what happens, especially now, while we're spending more time indoors, we're getting really comfortable. And so, you know, even just reaching out to friends is becoming more and more of an effort. And we need to break that. Because while there is a pandemic going on, there's also an epidemic of loneliness, anxiety, and depression in the world. I actually was doing some research a couple of weeks ago, and I came across a study that showed that in the UK alone, 45% of people often feel lonely. That's almost half the population experiencing loneliness, and this lack of connection is eventually taking a toll on their well-being. We are wired for social connection. We evolved to be cooperative and connected with one another, and when this is cut off, we get sick. In fact, research even shows that the more connected we are socially, the longer we will live and the faster we will recover when we get ill. So in truth, isolation and loneliness puts us at a greater risk for early disease and death than smoking. Guys, that is crazy. Being isolated is actually more detrimental than smoking. Let that sink in. And on the flip side, authentic social connection can actually have a more profound effect on your mental health. And it exceeds the value of exercise and ideal body weight on your physical health. 
it makes you feel good. And also social connection triggers the same reward centers in your brain that are triggered when people do drugs or drink alcohol or eat chocolate. So in other words, we get sick alone and we get well together. And for me, my relationships mean everything to me. Like when I like care for somebody, I go all in. And the thing is, is that just imagine, like I know, like, like I said, right now we aren't spending as much time with each other, but have you ever had like a really good DMC for those of you who don't know the acronym? a deep, meaningful conversation with a friend and your heart just feels so full and you're just so high on life. And that's just such a feeling that you can't get unless obviously you're taking external substances or let's say that you have a night out, you come home, the next day you wake up. Yes, you might be a bit heavy headed, uh, but you just are filled with so many memories and you're just walking on cloud nine. And I mean, I'm not an expert that when it comes to relationships, I'm, there's always room to learn and grow. But what I will say is that I'm very grateful to be surrounded by several thriving and fulfilling relationships, both personally and professionally. And over the past year, I've actually taken a really keen interest in learning more about human dynamics and understanding how the way we show up makes such a difference in the quality of our relationships. And as I continue to consciously implement these various principles, I'm able to show up so much better. And as a result, my relationships only get better. And not only do my current relationships get better, but I find myself opening up, opening myself up to new relationships. And there's so many different principles in which we can implement into, into our relationships. But for today, for the sake of time, and so that I make it to my dinner on time, I wanted to touch on the five that comes to mind. And you know, depending on the feedback, and let me know if you guys enjoy this, maybe I'll do a part two because there's so much to be said about improving our relationships. So the first principle is really fostering a relationship with ourselves. As cliche as it sounds, the relationship we have with ourselves is the foundation of every other relationship in our life. And the problem is, is that because we keep on being bombarded with messages about self-love, love yourself, be authentic, self-respect, it, we've almost become desensitized to really understanding what that even means. And the thing is, is that what we really have to understand is what we are not able to give to ourselves, nobody else will be able to give to us. And what happens is, is that we seek validation from other people, approval. And this could be something as simple as posting a photo or Insta story and waiting to see how many likes or views you get. And your mood is dependent on that. You know, or for example, waiting for someone else to tell us we're good enough or to love us, to respect us. And when we don't receive that kind of love and respect that we so want and so crave, we start to feel upset. But take a step back and ask yourself, am I giving love to myself freely? Do I respect myself? And when it comes to self-respect, there's so many ways in which we can start to foster it. It could be something as simple as saying no to something that you really don't want to do, but Often we find ourselves constantly saying yes, bowing down to the wishes of other people. But ask yourself, in the process of saying yes to this person, what am I saying no to in my own life? Am I saying no to my peace of mind? Am I saying no to my joy? Am I saying no to my wellness goals? And the more you start to put yourself first, you'll find that your relationships actually elevate and people around you also start to respect you in ways that you can't even imagine. And what we're not able to give to ourselves, we project those needs onto those around us. And then we start to feel really anxious in our relationships. We start to feel very resentful because we're expecting someone to give us something which they're not able to. And so the more we take care of our own needs and really build a relationship with ourselves, 
you'll naturally find that it has such a ripple effect on every other relationship. The second principle, which I highly recommend when it comes to building a fulfilling relationship, is allowing yourself to hold space. And this actually can be broken down into two parts. So the first part of what I, what I mean when I say holding space is to create a safe zone. If you ask me, vulnerability is the foundation of meaningful and deeper connections. But because of the fear of judgment, we hold so much in and we walk around with so much emotional baggage. And the more we create a safe zone for someone to share, the more connected we're going to end up feeling. And here's the thing. We all have our issues, but what happens is we walk around with emotional armor. We put on this emotional armor every day and we pretend like things are fine. And yeah, there are things in our lives that are fine, but also allowing ourselves to share what is not fine because in the process of opening up, we naturally unleash it from ourselves. And you, you know, the thing with relationships is where they exist for being a source of support. And when it comes to holding space and welcoming in that vulnerability, it's about, like I said, creating a safe zone. And so avoiding the need to judge. And secondly, that also includes listening. So how much, how often in the past have you found yourself listening to somebody, but then wanting to interject when they're saying something? And I know in the past, it's, you know, when I've been in this situation, it's something that I'm really consciously making an effort because when someone's talking, it's really easy to want to jump in with a relatable story. But here's the thing. At the end of the day, we all just want to be heard. And so when it comes to holding space, sometimes you just need to listen. And once they're done, if you have something to share, go for it. But otherwise, just provide an ear and listen. And the beauty when it comes to holding space is that you find that when you allow somebody to be vulnerable with you, you naturally are more motivated to be vulnerable yourself. And this beautiful exchange of stories and connection is created. And that's how over time we're able to deepen our relationships with one another. The third principle is managing your expectations. So here's the thing is it's very easy to expect plenty from one person. So whether it's a friend, whether it's a partner or whoever else, but we need to now avoid expecting one person to solely fulfill all our needs and instead know what to expect from whom. And the funny thing is that we put so much pressure and expectations on other people to fulfill all our needs, but it's just not humanly possible. And what happens when those people aren't able to fulfill our needs? It creates resentment. It creates frustration. And the more we internalize and understand that different people play different roles and and also allowing ourselves to convey our needs, the more joyous our relationships are going to be. And the reason why I mentioned convey our needs is because in the process, we also have to realize that people aren't mind readers. So we have expectations, but we also also have to put them forward. And realize that different ave- there are different avenues in which your needs can be met. And similarly, there are different avenues in which you can deliver to the best of your ability. And for me, like now, you know, it's reached a point where I know that, okay, I have many close friends, but will I open my heart up to all of them? No. And not because for any other reason, because, but because I know there are a handful of them who can really keep what I say within them and not share it. And 
it creates a safe zone for me to speak without a filter. But then again, with the friends who maybe I can't have a deep, meaningful conversation with, I can still go to them if I want to have a really fun time, if I want to laugh. So like I said, knowing who to go for what. My, what are we on? Are we third or fourth? I think we are on, sorry. <laughs> My, I think we're on our fourth. Yes, we are on our fourth. Sorry, guys. Um, my fourth tip that I principle that I recommend you implement is constantly audit your relationships. So as humans, we are made up of 70% water. So we are basically human sponges. And so as a result, we are constantly absorbing energy around us, including the people we invest our energy in. So this can happen either in person or virtually. But what happens is, is that we get so attached to certain relationships because of how long we're, we've been invested in them. But it's so critical to constantly take inventory and audit our relationships. And this can start by simply asking yourself, how do I feel when I meet X? Do I feel uplifted or do I leave feeling drained or zapped? Because here's the thing. Let's say you're eating McDonald's every single day. Over time, those burgers, those chemicals, those additives, they're going to take a health on your well-being. And similarly, when you find yourself in a toxic relationship or just merely in a relationship that is no longer really adding value to your life or doing anything for you in a positive sense, yeah, okay, one conversation is, might not affect your well-being. But can you imagine if you're repeatedly having conversations that bring you down or spending time with people who are zapping your energy? And the same way, chemicals in food are toxic to your body, investing your energy in such relationships which aren't serving you is going to create the same toxic energy on your well-being. And here's the thing is that when it comes to auditing our relationships is honoring it for what it is. So oftentimes we think that in order for a relationship to end, it has to end in terms of like a blowout or be this negative situation. But we really need to start normalizing that as we change and evolve, so will our relationships. And it's not necessarily a negative thing. Honor it for what it is, what it was, but also be honest with yourself that it's no longer adding to you to the same extent that it might did. And of course, still maintain plenty of respect for one another, for the memories and the bond that you once shared. But realize, okay, at this stage in your life, you're not, you guys aren't aligned and that's okay. And finally, what I would say, our fifth principle is amp up the mode of communication that you are using as a way to amp up your relationships. Like, like we all know, we are not meeting as much. And as a result, it can take a toll on our level of connection. Let's be honest, WhatsApping gets old pretty fast. And it's as a result, because we're not socializing as much, it is now more challenging to engage with people. And that's why we need to take those extra efforts. Otherwise, it's all too easy to cut, to cut ourselves off from other people. And so that's why amping up our communication can really work wonders. And so this isn't obvious, but again, it's obvious, but then we have to ask ourselves, how often are we actually implementing that? So the first one is opting for video calls over audio calls. Listen, I don't care if you're wearing glasses when you normally wear contacts or if your hair is up in a bun, you're not wearing a bra, you're not wearing your best clothes. When you're speaking to your friends, those things don't matter. And other than being more engaging because you're utilizing more of your senses, the inclusion of, let's say, facial expression and just seeing each other's gestures naturally creates an extra bit of intimacy and attention. And secondly is 
opt for voice notes. And this is something which I love. My friends know. I think that's using voice, the voice note feature is probably what spurred on the urge to start a podcast. And I know a lot of people actually shy away because, from using voice notes because they dislike the sound of their voice. But the thing is, is that words, when we type them, are so one-dimensional. Whereas when you are using voice notes and adding in intonation, you naturally animate the communication. So much comes through when you hear someone's voice. And it's also a nice medium between messaging and actually allocating time to get on a call, especially when life is busy or time difference is an issue. And let's be honest, at this stage, we're all battling time difference and finding schedules that match. And here's the thing, if you were reading these five principles versus listening to this podcast, chances are you wouldn't take everything I'm saying to heart, or at least not to the same extent. And that's the thing though, is that now that you are listening to me, you can hear my conviction, you can hear my excitement. And as a result, you're more likely motivated to implement them in your own life, or at least that is the hope. But, you know, again, with voice notes is it's just such a beautiful, like I said, it's such a beautiful medium because you don't have to get on a call. So it's not, doesn't require too much time commitment, but at the same time, it's much more animated than messaging. So there you have it, guys. Five basic but easily implementable principles that you can start using right away to amp up your relationships. I'm just going to summarize them once again. So number one is foster the relationship you have with yourself. That is the starting point of every other relationship in your life. So the stronger your relationship with yourself is, the stronger the relationships you have with other people will naturally become. Make Make a conscious effort to hold space because in doing so, you naturally create a safe zone, invite in vulnerability, and allow the other person to be heard. Thirdly, manage your expectations. So like we discussed, know what to expect from whom. Next, constantly audit your relationships. Foster the relationships which are serving you and know when to let go of those relationships which are actually taking away from you. And finally, amp up your mode of communication. It's not just about what you say, but how you say it that makes all the difference when it comes to building connections. So, you know, we have access to so many great features when it comes to technology, whether that's video calls or voice notes, which by the way, fun fact, a client of mine actually told me this a couple of weeks ago. Apparently there's a name for voice notes. It's called a VEX, it's a combination of voice and text. Uh, but yeah, so whether that's using video calls or voice notes, just pay attention to how you are communicating. Anyways, guys, hope you enjoy this and let me know if you would like me to do a part two. Thank you so much for listening to the Fit and Fulfill podcast. If you have an extra minute, I'd so appreciate if you could head over to iTunes and leave this podcast a five-star review. In doing so, it helps other people receive this message so they can also go to the next level in their wellness journey. I'd love to connect with you. So please let me know what your biggest takeaways are in this episode and tag me on Instagram at kushku.kway in your social media post or DM me to help me serve you better and create more content that you can resonate with. I'll see you next week. But in the meanwhile, I'm sending you so much love and goodbye.